that you would preach to, you know, that you preach to your to your uh, pet clients that you're that you work with? What's that one thing that you kind of start with that you preach to them uh, before, you know, getting started into training with their dogs and whatnot? The heart in me, I would like to say hand feed your dog. My, you know, other piece of advice that would be neck and neck right there is create structure with your dog. Have your dog have some sort of boundaries and rules at home. It's very important for these reactive dogs because a lot of them, they don't make good decisions. And if you give them full reign to make decisions all the time for themselves and they <laughs> keep messing up and making the wrong decision, you're not yeah. helping them. Yeah. You have to show them like, hey, I got you. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. got you. You're under control. Like, I'll tell you exactly what to do and when to do it Let's and everything's going to be Just fine. Go and get it. Yeah. With no hesitation. Yeah. Just that never quit. Yeah. Start that elevation. Yeah. Just that process. Yeah. Just that in the making. Yeah. Just that started from the bottom. What is up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Elevated Canine Podcast. And I am here with my co-host. Roel Guerra. And today we have our good friend, Mr. Shane. How do you pronounce your last name? Well, so when I'm telling people, I tell them Murray because it's easier to spell it, but it's Murray. Murray. Yes, sir. Yes, Murray. We're here with uh, Shane Murray. There you go. Murray. Murray. Has a, it has a little fling to it. You guys, you guys, uh, you guys probably seen him on TikTok and now he's, his Instagram's blowing up. And uh, one of the reasons why I thought it would be a good idea to get Shane on here is just because uh, I appreciate him always, uh, you know, seeking knowledge and trying to get better. And uh, he's out there helping a lot of people. He's got a lot of, uh, you know, clients he's been working with. So, yeah. What's up, man? How's it going, bro? Good, bro. Pleasure to be here. Very excited. Um, big fan. I've been following you for a long, long time. Um, so it means a lot when people like that say things like that to me. So I appreciate it, bro. But, yeah, yeah. never stop learning. It's kind of the, the idea of it. I understand I may get under some people's skin with how much questions I may ask and get into it. But Stay on the mic, though. There okay. you go. There you go. <laughs> There we go. So, uh, Shane, man, why don't you tell us a little bit about, you know, your story, you know, where it started, where, where you really uh, felt that, you know, dogs were something you wanted to dedicate your, you know, your, your life to. And, uh, yeah, man, tell us from the beginning how to, how to start. Right. So um, I used to do construction. So that was kind of what I thought was going to be my path for the rest of my life. Um, I always liked animals, always grew up with a dog, but never had any dog training or anything like that so did construction thought that was going to be my life till I got my boy Zeus once I got Zeus he was fairly reactive and so like I was when I was young I moved out I didn't have any money for a dog trainer so I figured I'd take it upon myself and I started doing it myself and then just working with him finally learning dogs so getting my hands on an actual you know reactive dog really helped me out big time with my whole um, development as a trainer. And then I just started doing that for free, for friends' dogs, for family members' dogs. And then I started charging for it. TikTok blew up, and here we are. Nice, man. Uh, so <clears throat> you started training dogs without any mentorship. Yeah, so definitely not something I recommend. So my boy Zeus, I, I love him to death, and he definitely took the brunt of it. Mm -hmm. So it was a lot of trial and error with my own dog. So I, I would always want someone to go to a mentor, but I just didn't have the money. I didn't have the resources. This is probably around like four years ago. So I didn't even know there was dog training. Like I didn't even know that was a thing that people yeah. had jobs for. Like I just had my boy and then we started working on things and then he helped me out big time, big time. But he took the brunt of it and I, f I feel bad for him sometimes, yeah. but that's why, you know, I give him the life that he gets now. So I don't <laughs> recommend not doing it without a mentor at definitely. all. Like you could definitely, you could learn a lot quicker and a lot safer with a good mentor. 
But then again, it is hard choosing a mentor. But above yeah. all, no matter how many mentors you have, how much education you get, if you don't put your hands on a dog, For sure. you're not going to get the full experience. Yeah. Right. I mean, this day and age, there's so much information out there that you could learn how to train dogs without somebody guiding you. But would you say that if you could do it again would you and you had the finances, would you have went to somebody to help you learn? Absolutely. Absolutely. So <clears throat> it's hard to say that because it's like, you, you know, I don't regret anything, but absolutely. I would not have had to put so much pressure on my boy. Yeah. I would have learned, you know, about redirection, management, and like just these other nuances that I didn't know about dogs. Right. That, you know, you put a prong collar on them and you pop yeah, them to what, make that's them what I did too. <laughs> yeah. Thankfully, thankfully Zeus stood through it, you know, he's a, yeah. he's a real tough dog. So I definitely would go the mentor route, but you know, it kind of yeah no i mean it's part of the process i think everybody learns different and even i mean we all make mistakes even with mentors i think you know we we tend to make mistakes so i mean zeus Zeus is doing pretty good yeah Yeah. uh, that's what i'm saying like (laughs) for him to be where he's at after all that shit like i got love for him he's definitely a special dog but you know you got to get that hands-on experience and like even as i did like everything i learned off of was youtube like I, I was on YouTube. I was watching. I was watching people I wouldn't even give the time of day with right now. Right. And so you could take in this stuff, and you could watch all these videos and read all these books. But if you don't put your hands on the dog, you're not gonna understand the difference from the education versus the application. Right. Because it's way completely two different things. Yeah. No. I think. Uh, yeah. Definitely. You got to get your hands, you know, a little dirty and freaking get out there and, and work work with the dog. I, I think I regret, I mean, even with my first dog, now I look back, I'm like, man, that, that sucks, you know, that I had to put her through that stuff uh, when I didn't know. But, and then I see a lot of the new trainers and they're doing a lot of the same stuff that I was doing back then, uh, you know, and I'm like, hey, man, that's part of the process. Like, I feel like you're going to go through that before you could get, you know, in a place where you're really good. Uh, I think that, yeah, I mean, definitely I didn't have the resources that, like we have now, I feel mm-hmm. like there's a lot of great content out there right now. Yeah. And, you know, for not that much, I think you could get your hands on some some content that will teach you how to work with your dog. But uh, but yeah, man. And then so I saw I saw you compete with uh, Zeus at the Canine Street League in uh, up north in Northern California. And that was when I was kind of like, yo, this dude, you know, he's he's he knows how to handle the dog dog looks looks pretty good did you end up passing yeah right you passed that time Uh uh-huh so we we barely passed but we passed because your dog peed right when he was walking out of the field (laughs) i I thought the rule was no peeing on the field he peed i i understand now you can't pee at all either way either way so you were already past the starting line he peed between the entrance of the field and the starting line. no on the exit oh right there yeah as he was leaving leaving. yeah as he was leaving leaving. (laughs) but uh anyways uh so after uh, was that your first competition? Yeah, so that was my first competition with him. Um, I didn't really, I didn't prep for it as well as I should have. It was kind of a last minute thing, mm-hmm. but I always kept up with his obedience and bite work and whatnot. So um, yeah, kind of last minute, I decided to do it, and um, he he showed out. You know, yeah. he, he he passed. He did his thing. Um, it's tough for an off breed. Yeah. Let alone an off breed. Well, he's just a mutt. So like. 
the way I got Zeus, um, he was just rehomed for me from a buddy who we followed on Instagram, and he didn't have time for his dog, which, again, is the most responsible thing you can do. If you have a dog and you do not have time for it, just rehome the dog. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. So he was rehomed to me. So he was just a backyard-bred bully mutt. Yeah. So, like, for him to be able to do that with all – there's mouths that didn't pass. There's shepherds that didn't pass. Yep. And I was like, holy shit. And, like, I think that's when – like, I always knew he was special, but I think right then and there I was like – this dog is super special. Yeah. Like for him to be able to do these things that these purebred dogs who are born to do this type of work can't do. Yeah. You know, he, he's very special. So, yeah, that was our first competition ever. Um, I'm glad I looked like I held it together because yeah. I, I, I was shaking on the inside. But yeah, I was like, yeah. Hold. but like one thing I learned, like you got to fake it till you make it when That's you're it. out there. Like the dog's reading you and the dog's like going to see how you're acting. And That's I it. could be nervous on the inside. But if I portray like, hey, we got this, let's go. The dog's gonna read that. Yeah, yeah, so for I sure. Think that helped I mean, out one a lot. Th- one thing I've noticed with you and Zeus is yes, he's a yes, he's a bully, but he's an off breed, and you can tell when he's working that it's not the same as like a mal or whatever. But one thing I've noticed with you and your dog is he trusts you. Mm-hmm. He trusts you one hundred percent, and that's something that I think is special between what you guys have because mm-hmm. yep. other dogs wouldn't. Yeah, no, I know. I I um I preach that a lot to the clients too. Like it's always relationship first. Like. If my dog doesn't want to do shit with me, it doesn't matter how I teach it. It doesn't matter what treat I use, what toy I use. If the dog doesn't enjoy doing things with me, it, it's all pointless. Right. So yeah. I, I emphasize that a lot with Zeus. Um, just making him do it. Like, we would jump up on rocks together. We would do a bunch of stupid shit just to get him to do it together. And I would always push him. Like, a lot of people give me shit because they see Zeus standing on a light, standing on a bollard. You know, on all four toes, doing obedience on a bollard. And... People are like, why do you make him do it? It builds the bond. Like, it builds yeah. the trust. I mm-hmm. put him through these stressors, and he <clears throat> overcomes it. And right. I'm sitting there right there with him, coaching him through it all the way. If he falls, I'll catch him. Like, I always, yeah. I'm always right there. And so I think, like you're saying, like, no matter the genetics of the dog, you can't fake that shit. Right. No, you, you either got it with the dog. And I, I can see a dog with a good heel, but, like, you can see the relationship. Like, what happens after the heel? The dog grabs a toy, runs away from the handler. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You could tell, like, you, the relationship isn't there. So that's something I, I, I like to emphasize a lot. Yeah, and I mean, but that that doesn't come, I mean, yeah, it comes with uh, training, but it also comes with you, like, outside of, like, everything that you do outside uh-huh. of training. I know with uh, with Wapo for for uh, for a while, I felt like, oh, he's just like a working dog. He doesn't really care too much about me. Uh, but in the last years, I've kind of changed how I interacted with him. Like, I take him everywhere with me. Uh, he gets to hang out like he knows when he's just going to be in the truck hanging out. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's a diff- it's a different type of uh, bond that you create with a dog when you treat them like that. Don't just treat them like a working dog mm-hmm. where they just, you know, you're going to have them in the crate and then take them out to work and then put them back in the yeah. crate or put them back in the kennel. And that's it. Like if you want to I feel like if you want to compete at a high level and you really want to, you know. Like, for example, Wop, I, bro. Preparing for the last trial that I did with Wapo, I I didn't really prepare for the trial until like two weeks prior. However, he just like <clears throat> held it together. And I think it has a lot to do with me and him just having that bond and hanging out together outside of training. And then when we do train, he just, you know, now he has the experience where he knows what he's doing. But I think it helps out. And when we'll get back to that, that too. Uh, yeah, three times. That might that might be yeah, that might be uh, another episode. We have to bring, <laughs> we have to bring <laughs> Christian here. back in here. <laughs> but um, but, uh, but yeah, no, I I think uh, and 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 you know, man, I think that I appreciate that 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 what you and Zeus have because that's I remember when I first started. That's how I was with my first dog. It was like mm-hmm. 
uh, outside of training. It was it had nothing to do with training. Actually, it mm-hmm. had everything to do with just me hanging out with my dog yeah. and taking her everywhere. Because yep. that was my my uh, responsibility. I didn't have kids. I didn't have a wife mm-hmm. at the time. And so that's all I did was hang out with my dog. Yep. And uh, so yeah, uh, I appreciate that. Yeah, and, and like it gets. I think it gets. Uh, if you get too deep into you know the industry and you get onto that, you're gonna you're gonna hopefully you keep that with yeah. all your uh-huh. dogs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. As you can see, like even with your your new dog, I've uh-huh. kind of told you like, hey bro, like don't neglect like getting them out and just hanging out with him, even if it's a For pain sure. in the ass in the beginning. But you got to create that with that dog because you don't want to get into that other habit of that, you know, the culture that runs of like, oh, this is like my main pet dog. And then this is like my working dog that I only take out to work. You know uh-huh. what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm, I'm definitely feeling the results of that. But and that goes back into the whole mentor thing. Right. So like if I didn't have you to help me out in that sense, I'd still be doing so. I'd still be taking the puppy out, work them and put them away. Yeah. Right. So like that's where the having a mentor does come into play and someone just you could consult with because that helps out big time. And part sometimes a little too much knowledge could kind of hurt you like and now i know more things now i'm like okay we're gonna do all these things with the puppy versus with zeus i did do a lot of that shit we just hung out like he yeah. just come in like he comes with me everywhere yeah everywhere and so like with the knowledge i had now i'm like okay well now i gotta work the pu- i gotta teach him this 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 then that yeah. and then i do feel it takes away from i mean you could just call it fun it takes away from the fun of the training sometimes i'm sitting there and i'm so focused on the goal of what I'm yep. trying to do, I get frustrated, I get what, pissed off, and then it just starts to die out. You know, Royal, what do you think that is, bro? Like, what do you think that is in us? Is it is it ego? What is it that we like get? Because I know, like, I've been there, obviously, where I'm like, oh, like I want to make sure, like, I could show. It's, especially I've, with like my first working, like he's my first working. Yeah, I think, like I'm like I gotta get it right. I I think it's it's I want to say for me it's lack of experience because I'm so new to this and I want to do well Mm -hmm. because there are people all around us like the three-time regionals (laughs) yeah Yeah, three-time winner of uh, the regionals IGP Southwest regionals Uh, but you know when when you're around so many people who are just so good at what they do you want to Mm -hmm. show that your dog is holding his own is is holding his own that's and true. like something I did with Leela, and I've talked about this before, is I I would get the picture close enough, and then I'd move on to something else. Mm-hmm. And now there's just bits and pieces of there's holes everywhere because I was trying so fast to get this dog to do something, right? One specific thing, oh, she can do it, nice. Let's go on to the next thing. Um, and so it's ego, right? It's ego. It's you you, you wanting your friends and other peers in the dog in- industry to see your dog is doing well. Um, I yeah. think that for me, that's probably the biggest thing. Well, whereas in guys like you, probably like, oh, I don't care. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> no, I do. You know but what I mean? Like, I mean, now I don't really care as much. But I mean, even, even then, sometimes I do get into like my head, like, oh, I'm not showing enough, you know, maybe. Or, and that's when you kind of doubt yourself a little bit, like, mm-hmm. man, am I even that good? Like, maybe I'm not <laughs> as good as I think I am. And, and it's always yeah. good to be, you know, checking yourself mm-hmm. a little bit like that. But, uh, but yeah, I think, uh, you know, there's a lot of pressure to perform. Yeah, you know? that's that's exactly what it is. Pressure from <clears throat> pressure that we put on ourselves because we think other people are watching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For me, at least. Yeah, yeah. No, and I mean, you know, the the ego is always going to be there, but it's how we use the ego. Yeah. Like if I use it the right way to motivate myself, yeah. but if I start getting upset over little things with the dog, like it's just gonna it's just gonna hurt the yeah. relationship with the dog, and then it it, it ain't gonna go right. So yeah. that's something I've just come to learn. Like even with my puppy now, like. 
people love to think like I don't make mistakes with my dogs and shit because I'm a trainer. Absolutely, like right. that's a huge mistake. You know, it's a huge mistake yeah. only taking them out to work them and then put them away. You know, it's a, it's a huge mistake, and I think we're constantly going to be making mistakes. Now the thing is, is that what do you do after that mistake? Do you learn? Do you learn from it, or are you like, nah, fuck it, I'm gonna just you know yeah. deal with it later. Then it comes yeah. again, and it comes. I'm a firm believer the universe will always teach you the same lesson. Till you learn that yep. shit, and that's yeah. not only with your sport dogs too. Uh-huh. Like for those of us who do boarding trains, um, the reason why, I, like, I'll say I can't go because I have too many dogs. I can't go because I have too many dogs. Mm-hmm. That's because I don't just train the dog and put it back in the crate. Yeah, I train the dog and I like to hang out with the dog. I don't want the dog to just be in the crate or in the dog run the entire day. Yeah. I let them roam around my living room when I'm sitting there. Uh, I, I try to let them feel like they're having a, a home experience while they're with me training. Mm-hmm. And that's so, the right thing to do, man. And, and in the culture of dog training, especially people that are, all, are involved with dog sport, we see it all the time. Like, yeah. they'll come out. I mean, I, you know, and the crates are in the, I mean, the dogs are in the crate while we're working all day, literally from like 8 in the morning to, you know, in the afternoon. Yep. And the dog's in the crate because we're working with a bunch of other dogs. So I definitely think that, you know, for uh, for whoever's out there doing boarding trains, like, Make sure you keep that in mind of, hey, you are getting paid for a service. Make sure you do more than the bare minimum. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. And that's hard sometimes. Like It is. I, I don't, I don't, do, is, I don't yeah. do boarding trains, you know? <laughs> so I do a lot of private clients, and they explain to me the same issues. And it's hard to keep that that structure, that boundaries, and those relationships and those things with the dog when you're with them all the time. Right. Sometimes it's hard it is, to yeah. really be on top of the dog all the time and then just have the dog hanging out with you on a leash and doing things like that. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Uh, going back to, like, the whole, uh, you know, uh, putting pressure on ourselves and everything is funny. Like, uh, this this last trial, I had a couple people that I was helping. And, uh, bro, one of them got there to practice, and there was somebody else there watching, and that caused a little bit of, uh, you know, like, pressure and, and in my head, I'm like, so I told her, I said, hey, does this person put food on your table? Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> hey, like, are they interested in using your dog as a stud or like, is there anything? No. Why are you putting unnecessary pressure on yourself over? And, and, and really, that's what it is, man. And at the end of the day, what really counts is, first, first of all, you get proof to yourself, but... The results, the, nobody cares about that 15-second clip that you did of your dog licking really good and healing. <laughs> At the end, if you really want to perform, if you really want you're going to put in the work without caring who's watching because you're going to make mistakes. It's going to look ugly. But all of a sudden, you're going to be in a place where you're competing or, you know, every video you put out is going to be fire. But because you already did all the work without caring. And I've been guilty of this. I want to film everything. And then... My lesson, my my session with my dog just goes to shit because I'm so yeah. stuck in my own head of like what I want to show. Rather, if you just did the work, you will get to a point where every video that you shoot mm-hmm. is going to be fire because you already did all the hard work and all the hard labor of getting there. You know what I'm saying? So absolutely. <clears throat> and that, that's the that's the whole TikTok <clears throat> and Instagram thing. Like. Like I, I've done it before, bro. I, like I've I've gotten upset with Zeus over a fucking TikTok because he just not cooperating. I'm like, bro, what what am I doing? Like, yeah. What, like what am I doing here? But 
it'll get to you and you just you just got to learn to find that balance it's cool to do fun videos with your dog but don't make it about doing the fun video with your dog you know make it about doing the thing with your dog yeah. you know the video the video comes after and so i do a lot i do a lot of tiktok lives and instagram lives and i enjoy doing those because people see the ugliness yeah like they see the dog fucking up they see the dog dropping their head in the heel they see the dog not outing and like it brings a really realistic picture to it where right you may not see that off a of tick like you go to my my instagram my tiktok you're like, man his dogs are perfect right absolutely not my clients see zeus yep. getting up off the placemat <laughs> while we're doing sessions and things like that so it's one of those things where I enjoy doing the the long videos too, so the people could see the realistic. Yeah, I'll you know, never the thing forget that's coming the back. first time I went to Ir Irwindale Field and Oscar was there, and we were packing up, getting ready to leave, and he was like, "Guapo, come!" Guapo was not coming. <laughs> Guapo, get over here, Guapo! And I was like, "Okay, he's human." His yeah. dogs are perfect. Straight up, bro. Straight Guapo, up. get over here. Uh -huh. He finally came. And then he that goes back, that goes back to what you're saying about the pressure, right? Like when you only see perfection on yeah. these videos, you're like, "Holy shit, his yeah. dog never fucks up." Yeah. And then it, that's where yeah, the pressure that can comes be further back from in. the truth. You, you know, know? Yeah. uh huh. And then that's just how it is. Just because y'all don't see it doesn't mean it doesn't happen. Yeah. Well, it's like you said, like you say, like you preach to us as trainers. Of course, the dog is gonna perform in a training session. Right. You have your vest on, mm -hmm. and the dog knows you got treats on you, and you're using your you got all his rewards. Color. Yeah. The dog sees a picture. Oh, we're gonna train. Yeah, the dog's gonna listen. Yeah, but he just let him use the restroom, and you're calling back, and he was like, "Well, I kind of want to go smell over here." Yeah, we're not training right now. I'm gonna go do this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you know, nobody's perfect. That was a long yeah. time ago. He won't do that. <laughs> He's a three three time champ. He don't yeah, do yeah. three time. My bad. My no, bad. but I, I can't remember what trainer said it. But I'm always good at remembering quotes, but not the not the people who say it. Yeah. Um, but he he was explaining. He's like, if my trainer, I want to say it was Pat Stewart. But he was saying, if my training session doesn't have any failures, I did not progress that session, right? Because if you have a perfect session, dog didn't learn anything. Mm -hmm. Dog's just doing the stuff he already knows, yeah. right? But if I have mistakes and I'm able to go through it, now the dog's learning things, right? And so that, that truly, like, kind of thumped me a little bit because I was always worried about the perfection, perfection, perfection. But then I stay stagnant in that area. You yeah. have to push your dog a little bit to get those mistakes and find those holes and start to fix them. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, if there was one thing switching gears, if there was a uh, one thing that uh, that you would preach to, you know, that you preach to your to your uh, pet clients that you're that you work with, what's that one thing that you kind of start with that you preach to them uh, before you know getting started into training with their dogs and whatnot? I mean, so I would the heart in me, I would like to say, you know, just like hand feed your dog. Mm -hmm. Right. But from doing this with a lot of pet clients and granted, I work with a lot of very reactive dogs. OK, Zeus is reactive bully. And that was kind of my story. And then since then, I work with a lot of reactive bullies, reactive shepherds, reactive mouths and whatnot. So my, you know, other piece of advice that would be neck and neck right there is create structure with your dog. Have your dog have some sort of boundaries and rules at home. I get so many clients where. The dog does not listen at all inside the house. The dog does whatever they want inside the house. And then they go outside, and then the client wants the dog to listen to them. Mm. Your dog spends 85 to 90% of their life inside the home. If that is what they're doing all day inside the home, just not listening, even if it's as simple as, hey, get off the couch. Yeah. Hey, go to your bed. Mm -hmm. Hey, go to your crate. If your dog is not performing that inside the home with no distractions, no triggers, no anything, you are not going to get anything outside. Right. No matter how much you hand feed them, how much you do your stuff. I hate to say it, but dogs are kind of assholes. They're very selfish if you let them be, right? And so they will just continue to push and push and push. So 
if I couldn't say hand feeding, I would definitely say you have to have some sort of structure with your dog at the house. Whatever it is, there has to be some sort of rules. Right. I agree. You know, and it's uh, it's very important for these reactive dogs because a lot of them, they don't make good decisions. And if you give them full reign to make decisions all the time for themselves and they <laughs> keep messing up and making the wrong decision, you're not yeah. helping them. Yeah. You have to show them like, hey, I got you. Yeah, yeah. I got you. You're under control. Like, I'll tell you exactly what to do and when to do it and everything's going to be fine. But you can't only do that once you see a dog walking down the street. Yeah. That has to be a consistent thing you always do with your dog. Yeah, and I seen that video of uh, I think it was Zeus barking at somebody outside in your in your new place, uh -huh. and you're like, "Yo, like I need to control this because this is this could escalate to something else when he's out there." Mm -hmm. There, you know, uh, I think he was barking at people or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the mail the mail carrier, and that's that's how reactivity brews itself. And so, I think that is far more important than anything else you could do. Your dog is just send them for, up for success having them outside or inside the home with some sort of rules and boundaries. Yeah. Everything else I guarantee you will follow. I guarantee it. It will follow. All right. So, uh, I put it on uh, Instagram that we're going to have Shane here and I think you put it on yours too. Right. Yeah, so I, I know we do have a couple questions, Shane. So, uh, and then there's something else we want to talk to you guys a little bit about, uh, after this, but, uh, let's touch on this a little bit. Let me see. All right. So let's go to the, well, man, we have a bunch of questions. All right, let me see. This is a good one, actually. And I think we, it, it, you know, it brings out a good topic. It says, would you associate yourself with trainers who punish the dogs more than they should? Um, I think that's a very individualized question that depends on who is deciding more than they should. You know, yeah. me punishing my dog for not outing could be to you more than I should be having to punish them. Right. So I think it really depends on the perspective of the person. But if I think you're over punishing your dog, then I'll pro I'm probably not going to say anything because at the end of the day, it's really not my business. You mm -hmm. train how you want to train, but I probably won't take training advice from you. Yeah. But as long as you're not outright like abusing the dog and you know hurting the animal then right i mean i'm not gonna have any hate towards you i'm just gonna say i think yeah. you don't know what you're doing to the most extent yeah what do you think ro um i guess it depends like you said it's subjective because that's there, the worst subjective there are uh, there are trainers out there who do nothing but compulsion mm -hmm. and and in some people's eyes that's abuse right it's it's overcorrecting a dog um i saw the other day someone was saying that uh my dog yelped from a correction. and But there are some dogs that will yelp if you just barely tug on the leash. Mm -hmm, for sure. So it, it really depends. Now, if the guy's actually... For me, I, I think it's an overcorrection when the emotion of the trainer is being put through the leash. So if he's angry and mm -hmm. he's correcting the dog and you can tell that there's anger behind it, yep. then that's probably abuse, right? And if at, it's, at that point, you should. I think you should definitely say I something. I mean, I would probably be like, yo, like, chill out a little yeah. bit. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. let's take it easy. And yeah, I, yeah. I definitely um, think that. Would I associate with them? I mean, I'm, I'm always going to be cordial with people, but yeah. like you said, I probably wouldn't take advice from you and I probably wouldn't show up to train with you. Uh -huh. yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Biggest improvement uh, you have seen with Zeus and Slim individually? Um, I'd say Zeus with his uh, dog neutrality. He's getting better. He's almost bulletproof at this point, you know. But like he do, he he don't play he don't play with the shit either. Like he's super good, but if like say an off leash dog runs up to his face, he's going to posture up. 
Yeah. You know, tail's going to go up, hackle's going to go up, he's going to stiffen up, he's going to let that dog know, like, hey, I don't want you coming any closer. So right. that's a great improvement that's from huge. where we came. And so that's an acceptable stance for me. Like, I don't punish him for that. I'll tell him, hey, come on, let's go heal. Mm-hmm. But I don't punish him for that. That's his reaction to dogs. I think I will never fix fix that out of him. That is who yeah. he is. He doesn't yeah. like dogs running up to him. That's who he is. Yeah, so. but he's making the decision not to just go. Exactly. Uh-huh. Uh, so I would say that's like. normal dog yeah. behavior. Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Especially for the bully type. I mean, my mind know? wouldn't posture up. <laughs> so. <laughs> uh, and so that's the thing. So that's here. Like, especially with the demo dog stuff, like I never pictured he'd be able to be doing demo dog things with like random dogs. Like yeah. I had him when he was, I want to say two years old. He went like a full year without seeing dogs. Cause I was like, dude, we're, we, you need help. Like we need to get this. And like yeah. from two years old, like we train and train. That's how I was always obedience and shit got good. Then I started bringing it around dogs, but I never pictured like I'd let him demo dog and I'd let him correct little puppies to teach them how to dog and stuff right. like that. So big improvement there. Um, with slim, I'd say just the relationship, we started off, I was very much like, we're doing this right now. I'm teaching you this right now. We're going to learn this. And then it kind of killed the fun, especially when he wasn't uh, going to my expectations. And then I stopped focusing on that so much. I just started focusing on just doing fun stuff with him, just playing with him and doing things like that. And now our relationship, hell of a lot better. He's still a little crazy when he's out the crate, but <laughs> I can tell he likes to be around me and he likes to do things with yeah. me and he likes to hang out with me. And that's big. From our friend, Melanie. What up, Melanie? Who are mentors, and why did you choose them, and why did you think they chose you? Mm. Well, so I would say, so my first, my first mentor, I put quotations because I never met the guy, but Michael Ellis. So, like, he he's the first one I came across when I started look, looking up YouTube videos. All this stuff is like, once I see Michael Ellis videos, the way he teaches. Um, the way he is with his dogs, you know, the things he teaches, it just it just caught me really, really strong. And so I dove so deep into everything. I've watched every video he's got on YouTube. I yeah. have literally watched every single one. And so that would be my first, like, like I said, mentor, because that's someone who I truly look up to. You and like, both. Um, yep. You know, and like I never seen him. There was nothing where he said or posted or did where I was like, I don't know yeah. about that. Like everything yeah, yeah. just made so much sense. And it was perfectly explained and then after that it'd be you oscar so like i haven't i've been around a lot of different trainers and whatnot but same thing like sometimes a trainer will do something where i'm like that doesn't make sense to me like i know enough to know when the dots don't connect right and so like i see that in a lot of trainers and then when i bring it up with a lot of trainers some of them the ego gets in the way yeah. And they don't, they're like, you're going to tell me I don't know what I'm doing. You're going to yeah. question my shit. And that's when I'm like, okay, you know, hey, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. at where you're at. And so I never got that vibe with you. And everything you did made sense. Even if it didn't make sense a little, you showed me right then and there why it made sense. And I was yeah. like, oh, okay, there you go. Yeah. And, and I personally, well, I mean, I appreciate, uh, I appreciate the questions. I think that was one of the main reasons. that I Because <laughs> at first, I think, you know, you had messaged me and I was like, uh, yeah, I don't know about this guy. Like uh, you know, sure. but then once you kept asking me, I'm like, all right, this guy obviously wants to learn, and uh-huh. I always feel like I love trying to help people more so the ones that are like asking questions. And when you ask me the why, I should, as a trainer, you should be able to explain why. Mm-hmm. Not and and the answer isn't going to be because I've been doing it longer than you and I've done yeah. more than you. Uh-huh. No, the answer should be why. Why is this a good idea? 
And, you know, or sometimes what you what you mentioned, it might be a, a good idea. And we go, OK, well, let's try that. Then if it doesn't work, then uh -huh. we can try this. Yep. If you want to grow uh, as a trainer, which I want to keep growing as a trainer, you have to get good at explaining things like that and seeing that your way might not be the best sometimes. You know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. for me, I appreciate, you know, I appreciate all those questions. And I think that anybody that's out there that's looking for a mentor, if you go to somebody and you go, hey, can you explain why you're doing it this way? And if they go, don't worry about it. I've been doing it for 20 years. That's uh, that that's not going to teach you the why that, ain't it, bro. <laughs> that, is being, that is being done. So I definitely encourage you to, you know, when you do have somebody that's helping you out, you question them. Question why mm -hmm. they're going to correct your dog the way they're going to correct your dog. I yeah. wish I would have, yeah, you know, uh -huh. I wish I would have done that. And and I did, and the reason why I didn't do it was because for that reason that, oh, they have uh, way more time than me in the game. But that doesn't mean that you can't, you know, that they're doing everything the right way. So definitely question your trainers. That's how you're going to get better. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's the biggest thing, man. Yep. Biggest thing. Can't stop learning. All right. Let's see. How do you handle burnout if you have had burnout? <laughs> um, I'm not a good person to answer this question. So <laughs> I work a lot. Um, yeah, I work a lot. I don't, I get temporary burnout. So I get like burnout from like the morning to my first session. Once I'm there training the dog, my burnout completely goes away. Like, I, I get in my flow state, and I'm like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing here on this world. Like, this is yeah. it. And, like, even if I got six, like, I'll try not to do six clients in one day. But say I got six clients in one day, like, I'm like, damn, I got six. But as soon as I start getting in the groove, I completely forget about all the stress of having six clients. I'm like, you know, this is fun. I truly enjoy what I'm doing. So I have temporary burnout, okay? So it's not, like, a, a long term. But I would say, like, if at any time, so, like, I did have to cut my clients down. Like, I don't do six anymore. But, mm -hmm. like... If you feel like you're not able to provide the same quality service to your client, you need to cut out some clients. You 100%. need to take a day off. You need to do something like that. So now recently I have started taking Wednesdays off and that's when I'll meet up with you yeah. guys to train, but work, but don't overdo it to where your clients start suffering. You're, you know, you not being all there because you talked so much that day and you did mm -hmm. so much other things with other dogs. Right. So always be there with your clients. Yeah. What about you, Ro? Um, I would just take a step back. Mm -hmm. For me, I would, like, I'm going to take a, after this, <laughs> after the dogs I have now go home, I'm going to just keep, uh, uh, stick to a certain number until I feel that I'm not stressed out. Hey, my boy Royal started the year going, hey, we're going to kill it this year. <laughs> we're going to kill it this year. And we are. <laughs> and, and we, we are. are. But, but, I mean, everybody it's just needs, It's, everybody it's inevitable, needs. man. I mean, the thing is, I mean, it, it, it gets tiring sometimes, mm -hmm. like yeah. dealing with a bunch of dogs nonstop. And as much as, you know, it looks good to everybody out there, like, oh, they get to hang out with dogs all day. <laughs> it's yeah. still it's stressful, yeah. especially when you're on a timeline uh -huh. of I have to get this dog doing this. And, you know, he's not really acting the way that I wanted him to act. And it's tough. It is tough. And yeah. so, yeah, I recommend that the way that I, I dealt with burnout was uh, I would go out and I'd make sure that I have good sessions with like my like my non-client dogs where I felt really good about mm -hmm. training and I literally talked myself into like, to the man, that was badass. I want to make sure that this board and train mm -hmm. is going to look like that. And I almost yeah. like 
psych myself out into like, I'm going to have some fun with this dog right now. I'm going to make mm -hmm. sure that I put out the best product. I'm going to look at the dog's energy, the dog's demeanor. I'm going to pay attention to that because when I don't do that and I'm literally just walking the dog through steps of something that he has to do over and over and over, I literally get like pains on my freaking neck. Uh -huh. That yeah, stress pressure goes up. Yeah, yeah. that uh -huh. is, it stresses me out. Like I hate that. That's not the style of training yeah. that mm -hmm. I like. Yeah. So I definitely want to have some fun with the dog. And uh, how can I how can I enjoy my training session while still creating right. behaviors that is gonna, are going to help this dog when he goes home? You know what I'm saying? And, and grant, granted, too, I don't do board and train. I think board and train it's a lot different. I think because you you're, it's all day. It's not one yeah, hour then you go dog. home. No, yeah. It, yeah. it's all day. So I definitely think you guys are more subject to burnout a lot quicker than I would be, just because I don't. The dog goes home. Yeah, you right. know the dog goes home at the end of the day. So yeah, yeah. and the only reason right now it's difficult is because of the rain. It's just uh -huh. yeah, and then man. that just adds on this top rain's of it. killing yeah. it for us. Uh huh. You know when you got to let the dogs use the restroom, and you got <laughs> you a, know, lot, a lot of client dogs six, don't like dogs, <laughs> plus your own dogs, and it's like man. And that yeah, and that but too. Other than that, yeah. like the training aspect of it, I really enjoy. It's <laughs> it's when it's raining and it, and you know the dogs got to go outside. They got to go out. They got they yeah. They're, they're and no then choice. you have to dry them off before you put them away uh, because yeah. you can't put uh -huh. them away cold because yeah. dogs get sick just yeah. like humans do. Uh -huh. And um, more than the, more than meets the eye with the dog. Yeah, for, for sure. All right, last question, and then we'll go into something else. What got you into dog sports? Um, I mean. Honestly, if we could be honest, probably a little bit of ego. Like, I knew Zeus was really well, and I knew he was really good at what he was doing. Then once I started doing bite work and he started getting good at that, like, I'm the type of person where I'm like, all right, how far can I push it? Yeah. Like, how high can I get him? How far can I push him? Yeah. Like, how, how close to the top can we get? And so that kind of fielded a little bit. And then once he started getting good at it, I mean, the rest was history. Yep. Just keep working at it. I mean, I plan to trial him. I want to get his PDC, and uh, I know they got one coming up in June. Um, I plan to do it. I know he could do it. I just haven't gotten around to doing it. Yeah. But I like, if you see my Instagram, I'm always running PSA scenarios. I'm running French ring scenarios. Yeah. I'm doing silly stuff like that. Just, I like to know the fact that my dog can do it. Yeah. I like to do, I, I look up to a no. lot of people whose dogs can do that. And I'm like, you know what? I want to try it too. Yeah. And no, I, I think it's I good to it. set goals and, uh -huh. you know, and accomplish them. I think it, you know, it just, it keeps you moving forward yeah. for sure. Something to work towards. Yes, sir. All right. Anything else you got? You want to ask Shane, bro? Before we, no. Because <clears throat> all right. So, Shane, you want to talk a little bit about what we're gonna do? All right. So, we got a. We're coming up with a course. So it's gonna be an online video course. It's gonna have different segments, and so big picture, we want to do um, multiple courses online, and at some point have some sort of cert certification at the end of it. And so um, we want to push towards that. But small picture, we want to give you guys just a little taste. And so what we're going to do is we're going to release a leash walking course. So it's just going to be a loose leash walking course. And along with that, we're going to go over different segments that we will then um, elaborate more on later on as we co start coming out with more courses. So just a, a rough idea is that we're going to work a little bit of hand feeding, a little bit of luring, a little bit of leash pressure, 
Then we're going to get into leash walking and prong collars, slip leads, dominant dog collars, star mark prong collars, all these different tools that may help you with your dog. It's going to be very, uh, very informative. We're going to have multiple different dogs at different training levels. So you may see Slim. You're not going to see a dog like Zeus because you guys don't have a dog like Zeus. We need to work with dogs who are still learning these types of things. So we're going to show you with multiple different dogs at different ages, different training stages. But it's going to be just a sample of what we're going to start introducing. So it's going to be the loose leash walking course with Oscar and Shane. And then after we get that going, then we're going to start diving into, you know, maybe focused heels, obedience, place, down, sit, retrieves. We're going to try to build as deep as we can, but we want to try to provide you guys with something that most people need today. Because yep. if I check my inbox all the time, a lot of people, you know, my dog pulls, my dog pulls, my dog pulls. So we're going to give you a very informative course where it's going to be very easy and very interactive with you to be able to figure out how to apply the things we're doing with the dogs on camera to your dog at home. Yeah. I, uh, for me, the, the motivation to do this is, uh, first of all, I, I really look up to what Shane has been doing and I see the culture that he's created with his uh, channels and the type of people that he's drawing to his channel, I think is the people that we definitely want to help. So this isn't going to be, this first course is not going to be so much for the sport enthusiast, more so for the regular pet dog owner. And we we just want to teach you guys how to communicate properly with your dog mm-hmm. in an effective way that is going to help you with any other is- issues you're having, such as dog reactivity and all that. So it's going to be hopefully very basic, but also have some very detailed in certain areas. Mm-hmm. So, uh, again, the reason why I decided to do it was cause I appreciate everything that he's doing. And I think that we could together help a lot of people out there. Yeah. And I, I think uh, like I've, I've just from being on social media, there's a lot of dog enthusiasts out there. Like a lot of people want to push their dog. And so the good thing, like with even just this loose leash walking course is that it's going to be the foundation Right. For anything else that we're going to teach the dog. You want to teach your dog a focused heel? They better know leash pressure on how to back up with the leash and a prong collar. Right. Right. You want to teach your dog any type of advanced behavior, whatever it may be, you better know how to hold that food and deliver that dog that food. You better know how to have correct markers to be able to communicate with that dog. So it's going to be the foundation that's going to lay the path for anything in the future. thousand percent. And then we got Roel, who's going to be shooting it. You already know, Steven Spielberg. (laughs) (laughs) So anyways, look out for that. It's going to be coming out in the very near future. And uh, man, thank thank you for coming on, bro. Really appreciate you. It was a good talk. Uh, Anything you want to add, Roel? Uh, no, just keep an eye out. Is there anything other than that you want them to know about? Yeah, tap Uh, in. Where where can they reach you? Um, So my social media is Shane W. Murray. With anything, with TikTok and with Instagram. And just to touch back on the on the course real quick before we go, um, there will be a pre-sale. So there will be a pre-sale for the course at a discounted price. And then after that gets dropped, we're not going to have any sales after that until it does come out again. Then even at that, it will be only on sale for a limited time. Yep. All right? So you're going to want to hop on it. This is... Oscar is the man, all right? Y'all think I know what the fuck I'm doing? You just haven't seen enough of his videos because he don't post enough. So this is what I'm trying to, like, part of me trying to do this is to get him in the social media world because there are so many social, there are so many good dog trainers out there that just aren't super big on social media, and I think it's going to help out a lot of people when they get this other sort of knowledge. Yep. Yep. So, yeah. So yeah. You guys heard it. Pre-sales coming out. 
Yes, sir. Limited supply. Not everyone's going to be able to get it. Mm -mm. And once that's done, you're going to have to wait until the entire course is done if you yep. want to take a look at it. So keep an eye out for it. I'm sure we'll all be blasting it on Instagram, oh, TikTok, yeah. Oscar. Yep. Uh, where can at, they reach you? Uh, at Oscar Mora Canines and at Elevated Canine Academy. Yes, sir. And then same on, on TikTok. Uh, uh, another thing, the reason why we're doing this is I know that there's a lot of people out there who want to be dog trainers. I think this is going to be the first step into your dog training career yeah absolutely it's gonna it's gonna be big like cool. i said we're gonna certification we're gonna get it all going yep get it all going but yeah cool uh shane anything else you want to tap in no we're all good i appreciate you guys having me down here uh means a lot i've always looked up to you guys and now yeah. here i am sitting in an Let's elevated canine chair so i like it let's do it awesome it's a pleasure having you all again right. shane w murray on all platforms oscar Moore canines on all platforms Elevated Canine Academy on Instagram, myself, ECA, Roel G on Instagram. Yeah. At Elevated Canine Podcast. And at Elevated Letter K Number 9 Podcast. There we All go. Right. There we go. We'll see you guys on the next one. All right, Joe. Tony. Very nice. Let's get it. This that go and get it. With no hesitation. This that never quit.